0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk, and we're going straight to Jerusalem now. And I'm joined by Alistair Bunkle, Middle East correspondent with Sky News. Alistair, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you
0: now? If you could bring us an update as to what has been happening overnight, no doubt the uh, bombings of Gaza are continuing.
1: Yes, they are. Um, speaking to my team in Gaza, I think slightly less overnight, but they are still continuing with um, some ferocity. Uh, The main developments this morning are that the Israeli military believe they have now successfully captured control of the south of Israel, 72 hours after the attacks first happened. So they've been clearing a lot of the kibbutzes, mashavas that had Hamas fighters in it, and they've now got control back again of their own country. So that is I think, sort of, you know, phase one complete, if, if I can put it mm. like that. And so we now look to what comes next. And most people are assuming that that might be a ground invasion of some description.
0: Now, they are reporting 1,500 Hamas fighters uh, killed. How reliable might that figure be?
1: Well, I think we have to take their word for it, because um, that is the official figure that they have, they have put out there. Um, And I'm not sure what they would necessarily have to gain through propaganda terms by by sort of inflating that figure because the reason I say that is because it, it shows just how many Hamas fighters got through the border. Because bear in mind, a lot of them would have also returned to Gaza. So the, the number that would have got through the border would be in excess of 1,500 people. Uh, and the reason I don't think they would inflate that figure, because it, it speaks to uh, the embarrassment and the failure on behalf of the Israeli security establishment that this was able to happen at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we know the death toll uh, was counted up to somewhere around the 900 mark of Israelis between uh, those who died at the music festival and uh, those who died elsewhere uh, Is there an update on that figure?
1: No, as far as I'm aware that, that pretty much is still the latest figure uh, it's, it's a huge figure and it is unprecedented It is the darkest day single day in Israel's 75 year history mm-hmm. We are finding out the names and identities of, of people who have been killed. So every few hours, particularly the military, release more names of their soldiers who have been killed, and, and that will keep on going on, as, as are the funerals for the soldiers who are who killed as well. They're taking place in the military cemetery here in Jerusalem.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, what is the political reaction? I mean, are opposition and government uh, unified in the approach to take against Hamas and the Gaza Strip? And what of public reaction?
1: Well, I mean, I can tell you the very least on that, because within the last half an hour, I mean, I've I've been told by well-placed sources that they think there might be a unity government announced today. Uh, There are some sticking points. Uh, I think chiefly the National Security Minister, Itamar Ben-Gavir, who's a far-right nationalist, um, is opposing the way any unity government will be formed. But I think it looks as though there are the major attempts underway to bring in particularly the two main opposition leaders uh, Yael Lapid, who was prime minister for part of last year, and Benny Gantz, um, who was defence minister and senior IDF commander. Um, the thinking being is they are seasoned, mature politicians, particularly Gantz, who's got extensive military combat experience. And you need those kind of figures and those heads inside a government at, the, at, this, at this point
0: Now, uh, will the wise heads prevail or will those extreme right-wing nationalists uh, have a more strident voice in determining the course of action? Because watching coverage on Sky and elsewhere last evening, there are warnings about any kind of ground invasion which would inevitably lead to massive casualties for the IDF.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reason I I think a ground invasion is, is probably what... Is the course of action they'll take is because Netanyahu has said, you know, we'll change the face of the Middle East um, for good. Um, they've said Gaza will never be the same again. And, you know, when you hear sort of rhetoric like this, you've got to think, well, what, what steps are they going to take that they don't normally take when you have a, a flare-up between um, Hamas and, and Israel? And so a ground invasion seems to be a logical, not necessarily the sensible, but a logical next step. The reason I say not necessarily sensible is because it will raise a whole load of issues and questions. You know, how far do they push into Gaza? How long do they stay there for? What would their objectives be? What would the ripple effect be around the region? And when you've got already 900 Israelis dead, ground ground incursions will almost certainly incur um, fatalities on, on both sides, obviously, but on the Israeli side. And so, to what extent does Ben Netanyahu think that the Israeli public um, can stomach more Israeli body bags? Uh,
0: the question of what they might do, uh, I mean, the idea from the extreme side would be to drive at the Palestinians on the Gaza Strip into the sea, uh, which is a metaphor for just m- removing them to refugee areas elsewhere in the Middle East. Um, but the, the, the international community would have no stomach for Israel taking total control of Gaza and eliminating Palestinians.
1: There's always a calculation whenever you get a conflict in Gaza. There's always got to be a calculation made as to how long the international community, and when we talk about the international community in this regard, we talk about the West and primarily Washington, how long they'll allow the Israelis to uh, keep, striking gaza before they say okay look enough is enough the reason this time is, is different is because of the massive loss of life to the israelis first and foremost uh, but also you've just seen um western reaction around the world come in very quickly behind the israelis the americans are sending an aircraft carrier group to set off the coast and um, that that by the way is, is more about messaging and posturing and it's sort of a warning to people like hezbollah in lebanon not to get involved um the Americans are going to send weaponry as well to the Israelis. And and I, I think, to me, that's an indication that they know maybe what is in the planning and they are comfortable with it at the moment. But, yeah, you know, the longer you attack Gaza for, the more civilians die and there'll mm-hmm. come a point where the international community will have to say, you know, enough is enough now.
0: Uh, the national government, uh, should it be successfully formed, I mean, that is likely to save Netanyahu's skin, isn't it? Hmm.
1: I think it might be his calculation that it's the very least he has to do if if he wants to remain in office beyond whatever point this finishes. There will come a point. I mean, there are already people in Israel asking how on earth did this happen and who is to blame? For the most part... Israelis are rallying around as a country, as a united country, there will come a point without any shadow of a doubt that the investigations will then have to start as to how how, how did this happen. And I'm afraid, you know, when Benny Metanyahu described himself as Mr. Security and build himself as such, and the fact he's very unpopular at the moment anyway, because of the judicial reforms that have been going on all year, it, it, I think it's hard to see how he, he yeah. survives this in the, in the long term.
0: And the final question is about hostages. I saw you interview the granddaughter of an 85-year-old woman who was paraded along the streets of Gaza in a golf cart uh, last evening, um, and they are obviously very concerned about her. She's not a particularly well woman. Um, The question of hostages on either side, because no doubt the Israelis have their prisoners too.
1: So the the hostage situation in Gaza... um, in terms of Israelis and, and other foreign nationals who have been taken is very severe indeed. Um, if, if one single Israeli gets captured by Hamas, which has happened in the past, it has a deep, deep effect on the Israeli psyche. To have in excess of 100 taken is, again, something that was just unthinkable. And it also adds a layer of complexity to whatever military action the Israelis take because they have to be aware that mm-hmm. they're that being held hostage in Gaza and they don't want their bombs or their guns to to kill their own people. Uh, I think there are, I I don't want to overplay it because I'm not sure how advanced they are, how many people are actually listening, but there are, I know, mediation talks behind the scenes, I think primarily being driven by the Qataris, who have a direct line to Hamas, to see whether some sort of prisoner Exchange could happen, um, and I think if that would happen, it'd be sort of women for women, or women and children for women. So the or the elderly uh, and and the women and children who are captured by Hamas in exchange to perhaps Palestinian female prisoners who are being held in Israeli jails. That that might be something that Hamas decide to get on board with. We'll have to see.
0: Alistair Bunkle, Middle East correspondent for Sky News. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.